Welcome to Living Life Church, where we are committed to loving God, loving people, and living life. Now here's Dr. John Barton with a powerful message that will help you live life the way God designed. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, uh, we were talking this past uh, Sunday about the breakthrough principle. I want to go over that right quick. And um, again, a principle is a basic or fundamental truth that explains how something happens or how something works. That's what a principle is. It's a basic truth. It's a basic or fundamental truth that explains how something happens. Uh, Whether that principle is a giving principle, giving is a principle that God uses to bless us. That explains how we operate in uh, divine prosperity, Bible prosperity, not worldly prosperity, but Bible prosperity. Uh, Worldly prosperity is only laced or based in taking, uh, stealing from people or robbing from people or doing something corrupt to try to get the gain. But Bible prosperity is understanding that godliness with contentment is great gain. Amen. And, and God has that principle tied up where giving is concerned. You, you know, a giver lives, uh, when, when you're a giver, you, you may not have thought about it this way, but a giver lives a godly life. Have you ever thought about that? A giver lives a godly life. Why? Because we already established that because God is a giver and I'm a child of God, then that makes me a giver. Why? Because I have the Spirit of God on the inside of me. And so when I practice giving as a child of God, that means I am practicing godliness with great contentment. Amen. That great contentment, that part of that just simply means I thank God for who I am. I thank God for what he's already blessed me with. I'm not in competition with anybody. I'm not coveting anybody's stuff. Thank you, Lord, for being my infinite source and abundant supply. And based on how you have prospered me, I'm going to be a blessing into the body of Christ. See, that's godliness with contentment. And you can give with that attitude because you know you can't be God-given. And you know that God is the greatest giver. Amen? But just like giving, and all of you, you can just think of all kind of kingdom principles all type of godly principles that you can apply to your life, there's also a breakthrough principle that we can apply to our life. And again, a principle is a truth, our basic or fundamental truth that explains how something happens or something works. And so, in other words, you can't just say, well, because I'm a Christian, God is just going to automatically bless me. He's just going to automatically give me a breakthrough. He's just going to automatically, you know, give me what I need. Whatever God wants to happen in my life, he's just going to let it happen. You know, there's a lot of Christians that have this misunderstanding. Amen. You have a free will, and God has given you authority. Just coming back just a tad bit. God has given you authority and dominion in the earth. Say, I have authority. And I have dominion. Come on, say it again. Say, I have authority. And I have dominion. So when you look at the, the life of Adam, Adam, he was the one that was responsible 
for naming all the beasts, naming all the animals. <laughs> the Bible says whatever Adam called them, that's what they became. You see, authority was given to him. Do you realize that Adam even named his own wife? Come on, that's authority now. <laughs> she shall be called Eve, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. That, that's dominion, that, that's, that's authority that's being exercised. And so what, whatever you want to see manifest in your life, you're going to have to learn how to take responsibility and learn how to exercise the authority that God has already given you in Christ Jesus. That's why prayer, amen, is an exercise of spiritual dominion. Many people feel like, or many traditional saints feel like prayer is an exercise of uh, crying and, and, and begging God. <laughs> but that's not what Jesus taught, and that's not what the apostles taught. Prayer is an exercise of spiritual dominion. Thank you, Lord. Oh, what great power we have available to us. But the sad thing is, many of us don't really use the power and the authority that's been given us in Christ. But I thank God that's not you and me tonight. Amen? Amen. If you want breakthrough in your life, you have a responsibility to pray. If you want to see breakthrough in your finances, you have a responsibility to play. You have a part to play in God's manifestation for your life. So are you ready for the word? Amen. All right, let's say it together. The word of God is life to me. It gives me peace and victory. I'm ready to learn and renew my mind so I can live life the way God designed. Father, thank you again for your word. Thank you, God, as I present myself to you afresh and anew that you would think through my mind and speak through my vocals. I thank you that it will be none of me, but it will be all of you. Thank you, God, that it will be none of us, but it will be all of you. Give you praise right now. My tongue will be as the pen of a ready and a skillful writer. Just like a painter, God, painting upon a canvas, the word that comes forth out of my mouth will be painted upon the canvas of your people's hearts. Thank you that the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge is upon me. And God, as I bring forth your word, I do so with wisdom, I do so with accuracy, I do so with confidence in you, confidence in the Spirit of God that's on the inside of me, and I thank you for the results of this life-changing word happening in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, all in agreement, say amen. 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 And let's give God praise for our Facebook Live audience that should be with us by now. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in with us tonight. We know that you're not here by accident, but you're here by divine appointment. Amen. And so we're talking about the breakthrough principle again. Again, a principle is a basic or fundamental truth that explains how something works or how something happens. Um, go with me. Oh, God, I just have I'm just full of so many uh, revelation nuggets that I want to share revelatory nuggets. But um Go with me to the book of Ephesians. Let's start Ephesians chapter 1. Amen. We're going to get into this word tonight. The book of Ephesians chapter 1. Um, because, again, I want you to understand 
what you have available to you as a child of God. Filled with the Spirit of God. And um, in Ephesians chapter 1, beginning at verse 17, Ephesians chapter 1, beginning at verse 17, what I'm about to share with you is one of the most powerful prayers you can pray as a believer. This prayer is perhaps the most powerful prayer that you can pray as a Christian. And so we're going to look into it, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. The Apostle Paul, uh, first of all, he starts off in verse 15. He said, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and the love that you have for all the saints, here's what the Apostle Paul is saying. He said, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Now here's the Apostle Paul. And uh, he's writing to the church of Ephesus. He's saying, as your overseer, I'm praying for you. First of all, I'm thanking God for you. I'm thanking God for your partnership. I'm thanking God for sending you into my life and into my ministry. I'm thanking God uh, for the great destiny that we share and we are great partakers of. And he said, here's the prayer that I'm praying concerning you. Verse 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in all the saints. And how many of you know and is a conjunction? That means that's something that's connected to the first part, which you just read. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought, as a past tense word for worked, amen, but King James used wrought, which he worked in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And had put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. That is powerful. Now, Paul is not through praying for the church of Ephesus. Go to Ephesians chapter 3. I love the book of Ephesians because the book of Ephesians is the New Testament equivalent to the book of Joshua in the Old Testament. When you read the book of Joshua, you're reading about the inheritance of the children of Israel. For 40 years, they were, you know, believing for uh, promised land living. 
For 40 years, they were talking about getting out of the wilderness, the wilderness and coming into the promised land. But that first generation never made it. All right. But it was a new generation that rose up. Glory be to God. See, God is raising up a new generation. Hallelujah. And it doesn't it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. Amen. It doesn't matter your socioeconomic background, the color of your skin. If you want to be a part of that new generation that God is raising up, glory to God, then you can be a part of it. Thank you, Father. That was a good place to give God praise right now. And the book of Joshua talks about the inheritance of the children of Israel. Do you realize that when they step foot in the promised land, then they, they begin to have a momentum because they begin to gain cities and territories. Uh, Jericho was the first city that they possessed. And the first city that they possessed, uh, they, they God said, I, I want that city. So every, everything that you you, 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 you siege and you, you, you take over. Don't keep it for yourself. Uh, look at it as a first fruit. And so Jericho was a type of first fruit. You read the book of Joshua. And you know there was a man by the name of Achan. He, he didn't want to follow God's commands and follow God's instructions. So he took of the Babylonian garment. And you know what happened to him and his whole family. So anyway, but those that o- obey God... Um, and they honored God with the first fruit. Jericho, the whole city, was the first fruit. As a matter of fact, one person's disobedience, and I'm going to go back to my scripture, but I want to say this. One person's disobedience held back the entire nation from progressing into the next thing that God had for them. The next city that they were supposed to siege was Ai. But they could not go to the next city because, uh, you know, one person, one, one person's disobedience can hold back a family, can hold back a church, can hold back uh, a, a city. And it's important. Why? Because God, when he sees each and every one of us, if we say we're part of the church, he, God sees us as one. He sees us as one. Say, say we, are one. we are one. Amen. But I want you to understand that it wasn't until the disobedient person was detoxed out of the camp that spiritual momentum came to the children of Israel. Don't ever be afraid of when your life or your relationships or detoxed. It's because God has a plan and God has a purpose and God doesn't want anything to be held back concerning your purpose and your destiny. Do you realize that when Achan, a man, was pretty much removed, that uh, the children of Israel had a momentum and they were able to possess the next city that God had in store for them? Are you listening to what I'm saying? See, the, the first miracle that God gives you is not the last miracle that he's going to give you. The first breakthrough that God has given you is not the last breakthrough that he has in store for you. But continual obedience will begin to position you for those breakthroughs to take place. 
the children of Israel were able to possess 10 cities as a result of their honoring God with the first. Do y'all see this? And they came into their promised land. They came into their inheritance. And so the book of Ephesians is the New Testament equivalent of the book of Joshua. God is showing us through his word that we have a spiritual inheritance. We have a spiritual inheritance. Say, I have a spiritual inheritance. Go on, say it again. You don't believe it. Say, I have a spiritual inheritance. If you watch it via Facebook Live, just go ahead and type that out. I have a spiritual inheritance. I have a spiritual inheritance and add after that in Christ. Come on, now let's say that. Say, I have a spiritual inheritance in Christ. All right, now I want you to see the connection with the prayer, Paul, the, the prayer that Paul prayed. And I want you to see the connection with the breakthrough principle. Are you with me? Now we're in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 14. For this cause I bow my, <clears throat> my knees unto the Father. Let me give me a little water. Take my time tonight. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. He's about to pray another prayer for the church of, of Ephesus. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit, where? In the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend, that word comprehend in the Greek is not understand with mental assent. As a matter of fact, the Greek meaning for comprehend means seeds. So Paul is saying, I'm, I'm praying for you that you'll be able to seize. Glory be to God. With all the saints, what is the breadth and length and depth and height? That's what I call dimensional blessings. And to know the love which passeth knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. <laughs> now, we're going to tie this with Ephesians chapter 1. Just have my mic as a backup, please. Ephesians chapter 1, the Apostle Paul said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you what? The spirit of what? Wisdom and revelation. So he's saying, I'm praying that uh, the, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Say the spirit of wisdom and revelation. All right, how many, of you would, how many of you want the spirit of wisdom and revelation? Okay, now, the spirit of wisdom that Paul is praying for is not the same, not, 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 not the same as the proverbial wisdom that you read in the Proverbs. The, 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 the wisdom of Proverbs is more of a common sense type wisdom which we need a lot of that. 
<laughs> Amen, somebody. So when you read the book of Proverbs, I mean, th these are some things that you should be doing. In your life, in your, in your finances, in your relationships, in your business, the book of Proverbs just simply gives common sense wisdom. Say common sense wisdom. Don't be afraid to say that as a spirit-filled Christian. Amen. But what Paul is talking about in Ephesians is not common sense wisdom. The wisdom that he's talking about is spiritual. And to many does not make sense. But he says, I pray that the God of our Father and Lord Jesus Christ would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, I want to submit something to you right now. That the first level of breakthrough that God wants to release in your life is not anything physical. The first level of breakthrough that you should be seeking is spiritual. So in other words, as we pray and seek God throughout this time of prayer and fasting, you know what's happening? We are positioning ourselves. We are positioning ourselves for what? The breakthrough, because that's the specific uh, name of this, this, this fast is a breakthrough fast. And so what I'm positioning myself for is, first of all, a breakthrough in my spirit. And do you know what that breakthrough is? That breakthrough is the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Paul said this is the most powerful prayer I can pray for you, that you would receive a breakthrough in revelation. Because when you have a breakthrough in revelation, amen, when, when I say revelation, when the Word of God talks about the spirit of wisdom and revelation, it's talking about a revealing. It, it's a revealing. Yeah, glory to God. It's, it's, it's a revealing of what God is getting ready to release in your life. It, how many of you know you have two sets of eyes? You have your physical eyes where you can see things. See, see I see you. I see Sister Jacqueline. I see you. And I don't need no glasses. I can see you. Amen. I see you, Deacon Paul. I see you. I see you, Brother Ernest. I see you. Amen. So there, there are things that um, I can see with my physical eyes. But I have another set of eyes, amen, that you don't see. I have spiritual eyes, amen. These sets of eyes, this, this set of eyes allows me to see things that I cannot see with my natural eye. See, while my natural eye gives me eyesight, my spiritual eyes give me insight. Amen. 
my spiritual eyes gives me insight into something, into the ways and purposes of God, into what God wants to do now. Amen. It's kind of like the spirit of Issachar because they understood the times. Amen. You, you have a wisdom that is made of, has been made available to you that you can access when you position yourself to receive it. The Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 29, verse 29, I like this verse in Deuteronomy. It says that the secret things uh, belong unto the Lord our God. But the things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever. Can I tell you something? That if you want any physical breakthrough, any manifestation uh, in your life, I, I want to submit to you to open up the portals of your spirit to see and recognize what God has made available to you in Christ. Oh, my God. When you take your eyes off the natural and put your eyes on the spiritual, you're in a position for breakthrough to take place. Paul said, God, I'm praying for your people to have a breakthrough of revelation. So that there will be a revealing of that which you have ordained to take place in their lives. And do you know that as a New Testament believer, that is the most powerful prayer that we can pray. Why? Because we realize, we recognize, we see within the spiritual realm that Jesus Christ has already provided for us. Everything, everything, everything that we'll ever need to live a life of peace, to live a life of victory, to live a life of breakthrough. Amen. And, and, and we got to get in a position where we can receive it. And how do you receive it? You receive it by opening your heart to it. So, God, right now, I pray that the spirit of wisdom and revelation would break forth in your people. I pray that your people would have a breakthrough in Revelation. And I can just show you line upon line, precept upon precept, scripture upon scripture, that that is the spiritual protocol of receiving any breakthrough that you need in your life. Amen? Praise God. God, let the spirit of wisdom and and revelation re revealed to us. See, the, as long as you don't position yourself for the revealing, for the revelation, then it's just, it's just going to be held up and it's going to be held in store uh, uh, for you, but, but God has it. But the moment it becomes revealed to you, oh my God, there is a transfer that takes place. God says, what I have for you is now being transferred into your life. Why? Because you position yourself to hear from God. You position yourself to see with your other set of eyes what God wants to do, what God is saying. And now there's a transfer of power. There's a transfer of wisdom. There's a transfer of revelation. There's a transfer of manifestation that takes place in your life. Why? Simply because you position yourself for it. That, my friend, is the breakthrough principle.
You have to position yourself for the breakthrough. Amen? Going back to 2 Chronicles, chapter 20. When Jehoshaphat saw that he was surrounded, his nation was surrounded by three armies, by three enemy armies, the Bible says that he feared, in 2 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 3, he feared. Again, that's usually the first human reaction when you see something with your first set of eyes. <laughs> that's why the Bible says we don't uh, go by things that we, we see. We, we walk by faith and not by sight. Uh, see, eyesight is based on human facts and human reasoning. There's an aspect of your life that you need that. Amen? There's an aspect of your life that you need that. You, you have to practice good common sense. Amen? Uh, how many of you, before you cross the street, you, you're going to look both ways before you cross? Well, not me. I believe God going to make a way. He's going to send his angels to keep charge over me so I'm not looking. Bam! That was a good brother. <laughs> Wasn't too, didn't have too much common sense, but amen. But you understand what I'm saying. Common sense has a place in your life. But that's not the final place in your life. Just because you see something doesn't mean you have to react to it. And just because you see something circumstantially doesn't mean that that is the final outcome. See, if you don't focus on what you see, amen, in the natural, you can begin to tap into that which God has for you in the spiritual. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. And so, yes, Jehoshaphat, yes, he reacted. He was in fear. He was in worry. He didn't know what to do. But what do you do when you don't know what to do? You can't lean on your own wisdom. You can't lean on your own understanding. You have to acknowledge God's way, which is higher than our way, amen, and begin to position yourself, like Jehoshaphat did, amen, to receive God's way of doing it. And notice what he did in verse 3. He set himself to seek the Lord. He set himself to seek the Lord. Say that. He set himself to seek the Lord. Can I tell you, God's breakthrough for your life will not be released into your life if you don't position yourself for it. I wish I had a child to, sh to show that she said this example. But just, just imagine, Brother Russ, let me use you for example. Amen. <laughs> kind of way taller than me, but that's all right. Just yeah, get on your knees if you don't mind. <laughs> if God says that everything that you need for your life, by way of anointing, by way of wisdom, by way of protection, by way of empowerment, is under my mighty hand. 
if you submit yourself under my mighty hand. Everything you need is in your submission to me. Everything you need is in your submission to me. Everything you need is in your, see, but I want to do it my way, God. No, everything you need from me is in your submission to me. So I need you to humble yourself and submit yourself under my mighty hand. Okay? So what happens is, Brother Rusty submits himself under the mighty hand of God. Do you know what happens when you position yourself under the mighty hand of God? In due time. <laughs> Hold on, that's where you got it wrong. You thought it was going to happen in your time. But in due time, or due season, or God's appointed time, he says, I'm going to exalt you. I'm going to raise you up. I'm going to honor you. I'm going to use you. Come on, somebody. But that does not happen if you don't position yourself. Thank you, Brother Rusty. Jehoshaphat, that's what it means. He set himself. It's just another way of saying he positioned himself. He got into position to receive from God. And he began to pray this power, powerful prayer. Um, and just, just read it through. I don't have time to go through the whole prayer. But uh, he says in verse 12, Oh, our God, will thou not... Judge them, for we have no might. We have no might. God, we have no might against this great company. Now, there comes a place in, 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 in your life. You, you got to begin to acknowledge some things. Humility is learning how to acknowledge your limitations. I said humility is learning how to acknowledge your limitations. But can I tell you something? There's another acknowledgement. <laughs> See, when you come to the end of yourself, oh, that's when you can experience the beginning of who God is and all that he is. Amen. Just because you've reached a limitation doesn't mean that God has reached his limitation. As a matter of fact, there is no limitation with God. But once you come to the end of your way of doing, once you come to the end of yourself, amen, and say, God, I trust in you. I'm leaning on you. I'm depending on you. I don't know what to do. I've gone as far as I can go with my own wisdom and my own intellect and my own connections and my own resources. God, I've exhausted everything that I have in the natural, but, oh, I'm just like Jehoshaphat. Oh, God, my eyes. Although I don't know what to do. Although I don't know what to do. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been there, really? Oh, no, I, I forgot. You know it all. I, I, I'm sorry. My bad. You, you know it all. You, you got it all down pat. You know what to do. You know how God's going to move. You know how the breakthrough is going to come. You got it all down pat. Amen. You know all the, 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 the methods that it, that it takes. Amen. So, yeah, yeah, okay, I forgot. My bad. Anybody ever been in a place where they didn't know what to do besides the know it all? He said, although I don't know what to do, that's my limitation. But look at this. 
but our eyes. Oh, oh do, do you see that? See, when, when you come to a place where your physical eyes have limited you, your, that's, that's your physical ears, they will limit you. You will probably hear from the doctor, we have done all that we know to do. You probably see in your credit report, amen, that is all jacked up. You, your eye, you see the bad child. Pastor, pray that God will save him because God don't save him, I'm going to kill him. Now we know you don't mean that. You need a breakthrough in another arena. A breakthrough in Revelation, watch this, is a shift of focus. When you begin to shift your focus, you begin to see God's way of doing things is so, so, doing things is so much higher than your way of doing things, and watch this, even your way of knowing. You don't know what you think you know, amen, and your knowledge has only gotten you up to this point. There's a greater knowledge called revelation knowledge that's going to get you beyond where you are to where God wants you to be. How many of you want to tap into that kind of knowledge? Give God a praise. We don't know what to do. That's, that's why we position ourselves in prayer. That's why we fast. Because we don't know what to do. We think we know, but you don't know. Nah. Lord, I've done all I know to do. You don't know enough. Lord, have, have you ever said that? Lord, I've done all you don't, you don't know enough. Don't stop right there. Seek just a little bit further. Jehoshaphat said, but our eyes, a shift is taking place right now because, God, we know although that we are surrounded by these enemy armies, we know that although their, uh, uh, their, their army, their, their, their military, their, their weapons look greater than ours, God, we know that when we look to you, hallelujah, although they are surrounding us, we know who's surrounding them. <laughs> Oh, that's what the prophet Elisha understood. Hey, man, when he was on that mountain, he, he, he got up and he said, Master, he's talking to his, his spiritual father, Elijah, uh, they're surrounding us. The Syrians are surrounding us. The prophet got up and said, Son, you need a spiritual lesson on focus. Come here, let me, let me tell you something. Come here. Let me, let me. You, you need to understand that, no, they're not surrounding us. That's not the focus. It's not about their surrounding us. It's about who's surrounding them. Because who's surrounding them is so much greater than what's surrounding us. You never have to be afraid of the enemy armies that's surrounding you. You said, Pastor, I have a light bill due, I got a gas bill due, I got a telephone, a cell phone disconnect, amen, rent due, mortgage due, whatever's due, and everything is surrounding me, and it's filling my life with stress. Can I tell you something? If you seek God, if you get you in a position to hear from God, I don't care what's surrounding you in the natural, there's something greater that's surrounding 
you in the spirit. I got to shift my focus. I got to shift my focus. I got to shift my focus. That's, that's why we pray. That's why we fast. Because we're seeking a higher way of doing things. This positioning is a challenge for a lot of people. Many people feel like I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm too hungry. Some people skipping a meal is like you asking them to join the military. <laughs> My only other question for you is, how bad do you want it? Because the Bible says, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. See, are you more concerned about your fleshly, physical appetite more than your spiritual appetite? See, everybody, and physical appetite is not just speaking to what you put in your mouth. It's what you put in your mind. It's what you put in your feelings. It's, it's, it's the atmosphere that you're always uh, in. It, it's, it's the gossiping. It's, it's, it's all the fleshly stuff that you keep feeding. Sometimes during a fast, Yes, and I'm going to say this. this. This is a thus says the Lord, and I have the Spirit of God, like Paul said. Sometimes you just need to fast from certain people. It's true. Just like them sheep that live by house. All they do is just. Why? Because. You got to get in a position to hear from God. And, and you don't have time for foolishness. You don't have time for games. You don't have time for facades. You don't have time for uh, all these things that's going to disrupt and distract you from your breakthrough. Getting in a position for breakthrough means that you have to, there times you got to check your surroundings. Do you realize that's why Jehoshaphat called the entire nation on a fast? Now, the king back then, <laughs> if you didn't follow the king's decree, <laughs> there were some huge consequences. Come on, somebody. I, I, I like that. Oh, no, we're going to fast. We're going to pray. We're going to seek God. All of us are going to position ourselves. To hear from God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says even the animals fasted. Three armies are about to destroy a whole nation. You know why some people don't respond to the things of God? Sometimes their situation is not urgent enough. When your situation becomes urgent enough and you've exhausted all your means, you're going to see God. You're going to see God. 
for what he wants to do in your life. And that's what the entire nation of Judah did. They got in a position to see God. Now look at this. Verse 14 talks about the prophet having the spirit of the Lord coming upon him. Verse 15, notice what he said. If you have a say amen. Hearken. What's another word for hearken? Listen. Listen all Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and thou King Jehoshaphat. Everybody listen. Everybody. When the word of the Lord comes forth, we ought to get into a place of reverence where we revere more of what God says. We pay homage to that. We honor that. Another word for honor is, um, you know, when, when you honor God, that means that whatever his word says has more weight in your life than any other word that tries to come to you. That's honor. It's, it's more than a, uh, just a respect, because you can respect someone from a distance. But when you honor someone, it's, it's like uh, your actions line up with your, with your respect. The, the, it, it determines the quality of the relationship. It's like when a husband and a wife honors one another. They're going to do right by one another. Amen, somebody? When you honor spiritual leadership, you're going to do right by spiritual leadership. When you honor God, you're going to do right by God. Amen. Honor, you can see honor in every area of your life. Honor your parents. Honor your mother and your father. You're going to do right by them. Amen, somebody? Uh, when, when, when you honor, you place more weight on that relationship. No other relationship Amen. Will usurp the authority of that relationship. And when it comes to God, God deserves, amen, a level of honor that no one else does. And I'm going to listen to him. I'm going to hearken to the voice of God. Notice what happened in verse 15. The word of God came and he said, thus said the Lord unto you, be not afraid. Get out of that human reaction. Don't stay there. Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude for the battle is not yours, but whose? God. The battle is not yours, but it's God. Anything that's trying to attack you, anything that's trying to take you out, amen, that's trying to stop you from fulfilling your God-given purpose and destiny, when God has assigned you to it, God gets involved in that battle. That is not your battle. That is God's battle. Why? Because I have an assignment on that man. I have an assignment on that woman. That's my son. That's my daughter. Amen. And they have evoked my presence into that situation. So I'm going to take over the battle plan. Oh, when God gets involved, victory is inevitable. Amen. But hearken. Take heed. The battle is not yours, but God. How would you know that the battle is not yours, but God's? Had you not gotten into a position to hear from God? Because sometimes we feel like we got to take matters in our own hands. Sometimes we feel like the practical wisdom is the only wisdom there is. 
but God's thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Trust me, you listen to God. Amen. Sometimes you won't even have to confront the person. You won't have to roll up your sleeves when God gets involved. You can put down your carnal weapon. Because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. But you got to cast down those evil imaginations. And everything that will try to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. And you got to bring into captivity, amen, your flesh and your mind and make it submit to Christ. That's what it means. Bring it into the obedience of, of, of Christ. Amen, somebody? God's ways are so much higher than our ways. But if we don't position ourselves to hear from God, we'll never experience the breakthroughs that are possible in our lives. I'm declaring breakthrough is getting ready to take place in the person that positions themselves. And he tells them exactly what to do tomorrow. Go down against them. Just show up to the battlefield. If you're not positioning yourself to hear from God, you're going to show up, but you're going to show up to fight. Oh, I'm coming. <laughs> but when you position yourself to hear from God, amen, the, ba the battle plan changes. Because you're not just showing up with limited weapons. I'm showing up with supernatural weapons. Hallelujah. You got supernatural weapons at your disposal. Anybody believe that? Yes. You got supernatural weapons at your disposal. The battle is not yours, it's God's. And it took them positioning themselves to, to hear, to hear that word. You need not fight in this battle, verse 17. Amen. All you got to do is just appoint some praisers, some people that know how to praise God. And people that know how to follow directions. See, never bring anybody in on the battlefield who don't know how to follow directions. Come on. The directions were, okay, you're going to sing and, and, and you're going to praise God. But, but say these words. Praise. I'm going to say it. Praise. The. Hold up. Lord. For his, oh, hold on, let me finish writing that down. Mercy, endure it forever. All right, so when you go on the battlefield, that's what you're going to say. That's all you're going to say. All right, praise the Lord for his mercy, endure. Got it. Now I'm ready. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. See, you, you're going to have to learn how to follow divine guidance and instruction when it comes to the breakthrough being released in your life. A person that's a rebel, they can't be used by God. A person that's a know-it-all, they can't be used by God. You don't know what you think you know. You got to submit to God's way. And you got to follow God's plan. Can I tell you, God's plan is so perfect. You may not understand it. It's not a matter of you understanding it. It's just a matter of you obeying what God tells you to do. Amen, somebody? So they say, praise the Lord for his mercy endured forever. In other words, God's about to do something for you that you don't deserve it. 
but you position yourself for it, it's going to be released in your life. The things that could have happened to you, God's mercy said, no, my plans are greater for their life. I'm not through with them. I'm not through blessing you. I'm not through providing for you. I'm not through making a way for you. I'm not through opening up doors for you. I'm not through saving people in your family. I'm not through. Amen. Since God is not through blessing you, don't be through receiving. As they praise God. They begin to sing and to praise. The Lord set ambushment against the children of all those um, armies that were surrounding them. Confusion. They got confused as to who was the real enemy. They start fighting themselves. See, that's what happens when God's power kicks in. The things that surrounding you, they're going to start fighting one another. The enemies that surrounding you, they're going to start fighting one another. The bills that are surrounding you, they're going to start fighting one another. The gas bill going to take out the light bill. The light bill going to take out, amen, uh, uh, the mortgage. The mortgage going to take out the rent. Come on, somebody. That's what I call supernatural breakthrough. Hallelujah. And then verse 25, I love this. Because the purpose of showing up on the battlefield is not to fight. It's to collect. Tell your neighbor, it's my collecting season. It's my receiving time. It's time for me to receive from God. I've positioned myself. Now I'm ready to receive all that God has in store for me. Oh, the battle is not mine. The battle is the Lord. And I don't have to fight because he's fighting for me, but I do have to show up to collect my rewards. They found among them in abundance, both riches with the dead bodies, everything that was being canceled out. There was something connected to those casualties. Abundance. See, Never underestimate a test or a battle. Usually, right before the breakthrough, a battle shows up. The battle always comes before the breakthrough. Oh, but can I tell you something? The battle is just simply an announcement that the breakthrough that you were expecting is bigger than you think. Whoa. It's so much bigger than you think. And, and don't, don't stop receiving what God has in store for you. Amen? It, it was so much. It was abundant that there were three days in gathering of the spoil. See, never fight a battle, amen, or engage in a battle that there is no spoil uh, to receive. Amen. When God says show up to the battlefield, it's because there's something to be gained. A soul, a, a, a wisdom, a nugget. Amen. Uh, some money. I don't know. Whatever it is that he wants you to show up to receive. Some, some type of manifestation is, is on the battlefield. And that's why you can't be afraid to show up. I don't care how intimidating the, the, the armies and the enemies are. Don't be afraid to show up. Don't be afraid to show up. Come on, somebody. They were three days in gathering. It was so much. Oh, can I tell you, he's Jehovah too much. He's Jehovah so much. 
Come on, he's Jehovah Jireh, El Shaddai. I thank God his name is not El Chipo, like some people anyway. But he's El Shaddai, amen. He's more than enough. Look at this, verse 26. And on the fourth day, they assembled themselves in the valley of Barak. For there they blessed the Lord. So, watch this. (laughs) Their victory, God orchestrated their victory, but their celebration, they won the victory over the Ammonites and over uh, Mount Seir and all these armies that surrounded them. But the victory celebration took place in a valley. Some people feel like the valley is the place to pout. The valley is the place, you know, I'm going to feel sorry for myself for this, this, this battle I just faced. Some people have, what, what they call that, this, this type of grief, uh, or guilt rather. Um, you know, th- th- there's a guilt or, or a remorse some people have when they get blessed and others don't. Survivor's guilt. There, there you go. Thank you for that. Amen. And, but, but God says, I want you to celebrate, but you're going to celebrate in the valley. It's not just any valley. It's a specific valley I want you to celebrate. And that valley is called Barak. Barak, the name of the, Barak means blessing. Somebody say blessing. blessing. And so they bless the Lord in that valley. Hallelujah. God says that he can cause rivers to come out in the midst of your desert. That's just how powerful God's breakthrough is for your life. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. You're going to be celebrating and thanking God and giving God glory and giving God honor. But the place that you're celebrating won't match, amen, the the, the place that is conducive for celebration. God knows how to bless you in a dry place. God knows how to bless you in a place of lack. God knows how to bless you when the circumstances say you should be defeated. When the circumstances say you should have been swallowed up. You should have been destroyed. God knows how to release his blessing in your life. And you are about to experience your valley of Barak. Amen. In this season of breakthrough, praise God that in the midst of hurt, in the midst of toil, in the midst of economic issues, in the midst of fighting, in the midst of great obstacles, you will be blessed simply because you're in a position for the blessing. Somebody give God a shout, a praise. My last scripture, when you position yourself, God will fight for you. God will fight for you. He will fight for you. Watch this. This is not in my notes, but it's in my spirit. The book of Micah. M-I-C-A-H. Micah. Chapter 2. Verse 13. This is for somebody. Hallelujah. The breaker. Somebody shout the breaker. Oh, breaker, breaker, one, nine. I'm telling you, somebody is coming into a season of breakthrough. The breaker, the breaker 
is come up before them. They have broken up and have passed through the gate and are going out by it. And their king shall pass before them and the Lord on the head of them. The NIV says the one who breaks open the way will go up before them. They will break through the gate and go out. Their king will pass through before them, the Lord at their head. The New Living Translation says your leader will break out. And lead you out of exile. Out through the gates of the enemy cities. Back to your own land. Your king will lead you. The Lord himself will guide you. See, when you are positioning yourself for the breakthrough, you're saying, God, you go before me. God, you make the crooked places straight. God, you make the rough plain smooth. God, I'm, I'm, I'm walking with you. I'm not trying to walk ahead of you, and I'm not trying to walk too far behind you, but I'm walking before you. God, you know the way that I take, and God, wherever you lead me, I know I'm going to come out as pure gold. God, you go before me. God, you break through the gate. Can I tell you, when God goes before you, there's going to be a mighty breaking that happens in your life. How many of you are ready for the breakthrough? How many of you want God to break through for you? Come on, get stand on your feet and give God a praise right now. I'm telling you right now, the breaker is going before you. I'm telling you right now, the breaker is going before you. We hope you are blessed by this life-changing message. If you're ever in the area, come join us at one of our services. We are Living Life Church of Lafayette, located at 2768 Northeast Evangeline Thruway in Lafayette, Louisiana. Stay connected to livinglife.cc and discover all the great things happening at our church. Until next time, continue to live life the way God designed.